You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 164. Is black mold a concern in the summer? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Here we it's are. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Already, I feel like June does zip by. The year has zipped by. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. We're halfway through 2022. Yeah, and at the fourth of July. So today we're going to talk about, which is really suitable for the fourth of July, is black mold a concern in the summertime? What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's something you know. A lot of a lot of our clients. They think because it's summertime that mold's not a concern. Um, some people think the wintertime mold's not a concern because it's too cold. So it's just something I wanted to talk about because, you know, a lot of people get busy this time of year. We obviously see, you know, for our online courses, you know, people, our numbers drop because people are outside enjoying the nice weather. So I just want our listeners to know that mold is a concern in the summer. And I just want to address, you know, why, when, how, all that fun stuff. Well, and I guess the the next question that will come to, to most people's mind is, is, is mold more prevalent in the summertime? It could be. Um, it really depends on the mold type. Um, but I wouldn't say that, um, you know, if you had a mold infestation and concern in the wintertime, would it be more prevalent in the summertime? depends um but it you know inside a home it's probably not going to change that much because in a home it's more of a controlled environment so for the most part depending we keep our house fairly cold in the winter but you know depending on what our clients do you know the temperature in their home is fairly consistent so yeah if it gets hotter in the summertime 
if if there's a mold infestation that's active, that would tell us it's because there's some sort of humidity issues, which tells us there's a moisture intrusion problem. So in the summertime, yeah, that could decrease the humidity, which could put the mold infestation in a dormant state. So I know I got a little deep in the weeds there, but you know, a lot of it's it's every it just depends on why the mold infestation is there. Does geographic location have anything to do with that? I mean, I think of somebody living in Houston in July, and it's humid, and it's 100 and something degrees. Does right. that play a role in this or no? Because it's pressurized on the inside of the house, it doesn't matter. Well, once again, I would say a home you know built in the last 20 years in Houston versus a home in Wyoming, if both homes there were no defects, then for the most part, inside the home, it shouldn't matter. Okay. Now, if if you have a home that has a roof leak in the springtime or whenever, you know, in the summertime, evening thunderstorms, of course, you're more likely to have mold concerns because you have a leaky roof. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Whereas in Houston in the winter, unlike here, they're not getting snow. So... That does make that makes a lot of sense, but I guess my question is, how do you the summertime kids are home, but also kids tend to do things like summer camps. Mm-hmm. They tend to do summer camps at like the Boys and Girls Club. They tend to do it at the local school or the local what have you in up build, in the woods, up in the up woods, in, yeah. in buildings that are older than their parents are in many cases. Right, and so as a parent, you can't control whether mold is prevalent at the Boys and Girls Club or the YMCA or whatever, what preventative things would you suggest for parents who may have children in different indoor environments than just at home? Well, first of all, you'd have to, you'd have to determine whether that Boys and Girls Club is the, what's causing the mold sickness. So, you know, obviously I don't, I don't think many parents would probably go do a tour of the Boys and Girls Club, but you know, you'd have to go there. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but you'd have to go there, speak to whoever. And, you know, as our listeners do that, if that's what they're doing, they can look around and pay attention to water stains and things like that. But at the end of the day, if, if, if that uh, Boys and Girls Club is causing mold sickness for 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 your child, you, the best thing you'd do is just you'd have to pull them out. Absolutely. So... What about the other thing? Because the other day you said something really interesting. You were talking about the fact that very often for people, some illnesses mimic the same signs and symptoms as mold sickness. And I was thinking about when you send kids to summer camp in the middle of the woods and there are ticks and Lyme disease and all this other kind of stuff. How yeah, do, that's what we I was talking about was Lyme disease. Yes. How do you, how do you get clear on whether whatever mold sickness symptoms are presenting in your family, how do you separate between, well, no, it's something that's coming from the house, whatever that is, or it's something that people in the house are getting from outside. Is there a way to even do that? Well, there is. It would be, it really depends. You know, if you're talking about is, is my child getting sick at home versus the school? Um, Am I getting sick at home versus at work? Um, Something that's a lot easier is, is my child getting sick at home or is it the two weeks they spent at, at Boy Scout camp? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd have to do, and I, I, our listeners know this, 
you can't just do one test. You can't you can't just hire a mold inspector to come in and do a mold inspection of your home and do air testing and say, oh, everything's fine. That's not how mold works. It's so complex. So you would have to do, first and foremost, to determine whether you're sick because of mold exposure, you would have to do medical testing, which we have podcast episodes where we talk more about that. But you'd have to go to your doctor. Typically, I would recommend, obviously, specialist. Um, what, what kind of doctors do you call them? What is it? Ear, nose, throat? No, um, uh, not holistic. Internal medicine? No, you call them functional medicine. Functional medicine. Typically, like functional medicine doctors specialize more in that kind of stuff. But you would have to do urine or blood testing. That goes off to a lab. They they report what mycotoxins are in and all sorts of things way over my head. You would have to go that route just to make sure or to know if you yourself are experiencing mold sickness symptoms versus is it allergies, is it just a cold, those kinds of things. So it, I, I kind of answered your question, but it's so complex. There's just, there's so much you have to involve with that. And, you know, to determine if, if it's your home or your workplace, you would have to do an inspection on both and air testing on both. So that brings up another question because I can hear some people, you know, given the title of this episode and and thinking summertime and they're listening to us talking and they're going, I have no worries about that because we spend all summer outdoors. We're camping, we're in the RV, we're doing all these outdoor stuff, we're traveling. Do people have concerns like camping? Well, what could be in your tent? Okay. Could be in your RV. Could be in your sleeping bag? Yeah. Uh, Could be in your... Your home at the lake uh, could be in your boat. Could be could be on your life jacket. Could I mean, really be in your boat with the moisture. Yeah, yep. So, so yeah. I mean, it can be. It could be anywhere. So it could be in your car that you're spending more time in. Maybe you have a motor home. So you know, it is easy to just go. Well, yeah, no, we're we're you know we're out doing things all the time. The home is not the only place that you can be exposed to mold. So you got to keep that in mind. So, so given that, how, you know, like the, the more we talk about it, the more it feels like, how do I ever know where the, the mold came from? The deeper we get from? into the, exactly. the mold hole. It's the gift that keeps giving. How do we ever know then where, we're, where it's coming from, what to do about it, how to prevent it? Well, I would hope our listeners would, would, would know how to rule certain things out. You know, inside your tent, do you see any discoloration, mold, mildew? Um, you know, in your RV, is there water stains? Um you know what your 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 home on the lake you know is is there chronically at the beginning of summer because we just come out of spring wet season is there chronically wet soils in the crawl space but then you know by the end of summer by the time you winterize it it's all dried out you know you would just have to pay attention to what's going on around you just it's it's awareness at the end of the day and it sounds like it's complex, but on the other hand, recognizing things that can make you sick, you know, if it if you do that out just out of habit, then you know, just like when we go places, I I'm always looking at the ceilings and looking for mold, and it's just it's a, it's out of habit, and our listeners can do the same thing. So then, you know, are there also you said habit? Are there also things? in terms of behavior that listeners could modify to make sure that like 
take swimming in the lake and wet bathing suits and wet gear and water skiing? Like, yep. are there preventative habits or, yeah, or changes? Yeah, daily habits. Yes. Yep. We're actually going to do a podcast about that. I'm not sure if it's the next one, but it's coming up. Okay. I think the next one we're going to talk about mold and food, but I think after that we are going to talk about that. But, but yeah, if you let's just say you have a home on the lake and you know you and the kids go down, you go water ski, you go out kayaking, paddleboarding, whatever they do, swimming, and you come in and everybody just takes off their their sopping wet shoes or shorts or whatever, and you're always leaving them in the same spot, that can cause mold issues and whether it's carpet or not, even if it's tile, you know, for the most part, you would think tile and grout are not porous, but they are a little bit porous. And so even if they're not, it could get underneath the baseboards and get the, the subfloors wet. So there are, you know, habits that, that people have of just throwing wet stuff, wet, you know, life jackets. We were talking about a boat. Let's just say you throw wet life jackets on the floor of the boat, you know, Instead of hanging them up to dry, then you you can cause mold problems on the floor of your boat and on your life jacket. So, paying attention's you know just something our listeners could do. Yeah, it's really really important. So, paying attention, changing habits, monitoring things to see with your own eyes, and documenting, yep. journaling what's happening in different environments. What's your call to action for people? So. You pretty much just said it. Be, be aware of your surroundings and, you know, have a journal, write things down. You know, if you have a lake home and like I said, every time you go up there for the first time, let's say it's Memorial Day, the soils in the crawl space are wet. It kind of smells musty, moldy inside, inside the home, but then it goes away because you're not, you know, you weren't there all winter. Now that you're there, you know, things are airing out. You know, write it down in a journal and pay attention. You know, are there water stains on the ceilings? Like, pay attention to what's going on. Whether it's your RV, your hotel, motel room, your kids, everything. Just pay attention. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons you created the um, mold investigation checklist that people can sign up for via email. So that they could print out that checklist and really investigate mold in any of their environments, right? Yep, and that's... You know, to get that, you just, you go to our website, you sign up, um, you, you get on our email list. We don't email you every day. We're not blowing up your email. We're not always trying to sell you something. It's every other week. It's very informational, just like this podcast. Um, so go there and, you know, if you have a few friends, ask them to go sign up for our email list. There you go. You heard it. Go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free download of the Mold Investigation Checklist. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.